Conversation Hat Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Conversation Hat Podcast. This is a live stream podcast. Hello. I, I'm over here. Ben's over there. I'm over here. He's over there. How's it going? Hello. We are live. It's a slightly rearranged time. Uh, we're, we're doing an evening thing, and I don't know if it's going to work, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm all out of sorts. I had an entire day, and now I'm here. Normally, I fall out of bed, and then it's live stream time. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I, I'm very much the same. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I know why this is happening. Yes. I'll let you finish the intro if you want, and then we can maybe uh, talk about me for a little bit. Sure. Three, two, one, podcast. Ooh. There we are. That was the intro. Oh, shit. Yeah. I thought I'd have a little extra five seconds to prepare or not, but no. But right. hey, yeah, right. we're we're doing this we're doing this on a Saturday night instead of a uh, Sunday afternoon because I um I'm I'm going to be busy uh, tomorrow, be the busy. Sunday that we normally do this. I'm going to be off rehearsing. Ooh, what are you going to be uh, rehearsing? I'm, I'm going to be rehearsing songs. I'm going to be in a Ooh. production of Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. You're not rehearsing your plea bargain for when the cops get you. Dude, that's, that's been locked in for years. <laughs> yeah, fair. Ben's in a sting operation. Every six months it gets a rewrite just to nice. you know Keep make sure that I've got the dates and the times okay. That's I, good. I, I, swap, uh, I, I, I swap star signs. Oh, cool. What, what, yeah. what are you going to be next? Sagittarius? Uh, today, I'm, today I'm Aries, nice. the Ram. The Ram. Yeah. Um, Because it's getting cold. Yeah. It's getting colder. It's good to have a a woolen, a woolen jumper or something like that. Woolen body. Yeah, I I feel you. Keeps you cosy. Don't put your heating on. No. Don't put your heating on just yet. Yes, it is getting nippy. Close the windows unless you've got a visitor because COVID. But you know, just pop a jumper on. Now allow that. What you got to do is you got to go buy a bunch of petrol. Just cover the inside of your house in petrol and just set it on fire. It's the eco thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to yes and that. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> I, it's tricky. I, I don't know if I want to be like, yeah, the best thing to do for the planet, burn your house down. Yep. I don't, then, I don't think it is. I think if we were all hermits, the world would be better. So the first step is, is uh, burning your house down. So go buy a bunch of petrol. There's loads of petrol. It's fine. You can't get petrol by diesel, but buy twice as much. Because it doesn't burn as well? I have no idea. Because diesel seems to be well, the only honest. thing that petrol stations have at the moment. So, like, I just feel like the sooner we run out of that, the sooner we can all get on with not having a fucking clue how to be a society anymore. Um, we're talking about philosophy today. Um, ben, have you, have you at any point studied philosophy in a... Uh, Official capacity of any sort? Almost. Oh, that's good. How does that work? I, uh, well, I was going to do it as um, an A-level. Mm-hmm. However, during the... Um, so you had like little, not quite tester sessions, but as you were finishing your, your exams, you get to go and experience a, a brief lesson of, um, you know, what, 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 what that course will be like. And there were some people just sort of farting about and being dicks, not taking it seriously, I think, just for whatever reasons. And the teacher was getting very cross. And then 
someone made a joke that I cannot even remember and that caused me and my mate Chris, who was sat next to me, to laugh and we were told that we should get out. Ha. And um, we weren't, weren't allowed to apply to study philosophy. Yeah, fair. Um, I, I didn't laugh at the, uh, the trap joke. Um, I, I passed that particular <laughs> test. Uh, yeah, I, I studied philosophy at A-level. Um, medium successfully. Basically, like I, I got really sick um, in my first year of A-levels. So didn't do great on the exams, and it was sort of a coin flip as to whether or not I'd carry on into the A2 and finish the uh, A-level. And eventually what ended up happening was I did uh, two courses at A-level rather than uh, the three or four that you're sort of encouraged to do. Um, mm -hmm. And I still didn't get very good grades because not academic and dyslexic, things that I only realised recently. Um, and things that you still to this day cannot spell. Oh, hells yeah. Um, so I, I like studied, studying philosophy a lot. I, I, at the time, I especially liked being a person that was studying philosophy and I placed a lot of value in being one of them twats. And I was really smug about the fact that I was studying philosophy. I full on thought it made me better than most people. And like, looking back on it, I, mostly I feel embarrassed about a lot of, um, sort of things I believed at the time, but then I was in sixth form. Like, that's the, the worst people are in sixth form. That's why you do it when you're young. You get it out of the way. Uh, but I am, <laughs> I am really um, happy that I did study it because I feel like a lot of my um, sort of abilities at critical thinking, like if I see a news article with a headline that I don't quite believe, I'm not likely to go, ooh, maybe it is the terrorists that are winning. I'm more likely to go, mm, what's the source, and actually have a big, bit of a think about it rather than letting it run factors of my life. And I don't know if Who I would have that terrorists? without philosophy. Who are the terrorists? Sure. Uh, it's billionaires. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that—that that was where I was trying to—I was trying to be philosophical and be like, eh, maybe it's not the ones you think. Who causes terror on a day-to-day -day basis? Murdoch. Um, he's probably horror listening. films. Oh, actually, yeah, good point. <laughs> just call this Don't episode. Come at me, Murdoch. You old bastard. Let's see what you got. Oh, that's um, that's a very unpleasant <laughs> sentence. <laughs> come on, my face, Daddy Murdoch. Oh, come at me, Murdoch. No, get off my Murdoch. Come right. Get I off was, my Murdoch. I was raised on a farm, so I know how to get someone to... Never mind. Ben. Ben, ben I'm Malov. scared of what you're about to say. Yes. Ben yes, me. Ben Malovely. What, what mm. is philosophy? Why, why are we here? What's going on? Where's my tablets? There you go. That's yeah. philosophy. Basically is. Why are we here? For what is going on? I think I've, I made a note whilst um, looking through things. That's good. Philosophy is asking questions that are not necessarily answerable. Oh, I like or very that. Much or at least very much open to interpretation. Yeah, I like People that. People can say, what are, what, what are we here for? And you can get so many different answers to that question. None of them necessarily right. Hmm. There will be answers that are wrong. Yeah. Like, what, what are we here for? DFS sales. Mm. Probably not not the not the closest answer to the truth. I tell you what, though, as long as curries keep cutting prices, I will continue to be alive. But the day that stops, I'm out. Capitalism. Do you 
do you often shop at Curry's? No. Well, I guess that gives you know that gives you a good sort of like buffer for finding out whether they, you know, maybe they don't have a sale on for a while. They're not cutting yeah. prices, yeah. but because you don't shop there, you've not noticed for a while, and yeah. then they've got another sale on, and you go, whew. The less the less Could've attention gone. I pay to Curry's, the the less likely I am to kill myself. So. That's probably good. Which um, could be, it could be flipped around to the less that you pay attention to the meaning of life, the more meaning you will find in life. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You've said a lot of words there, and I don't necessarily or... disagree with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're a, you're a fan of QI. Yeah. As much as I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if they were discussing philosophy or possibly just thought processes, but they were. Talking about um, like the little nuggets of of advice, um, Alan Davis says that there's a lot there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that you can say that you can also reverse mm. that sound very deep and philosophical but aren't necessarily true. Right. Yeah. For example, um, you can't change your brain, but you can change your mind. Oh. Yeah. Or you can just reverse it. You can change your mind, but you can't change your brain. Very much sort of like, ah, yes, I, I understand. I get it. I get what you mean there. Utterly meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From the person, from the person who was saying it, in this example, Alan Davis, doesn't mean shit. Yeah. But you can put meaning onto those words no matter what way round they're said. Yeah, totally. That's what I'm going to say philosophy is. The the rearranging of words. No, the meaning that uh, the the meaning that people on mass will put into arguably meaningless words. Or the, but yeah, it's yeah. it's making you it's the shit that makes you think, isn't it? I think what you've got there is basically what philosophy is currently. Um, I I'm so I'm a little more concerned with like where. Uh, where words come from, where like the practices or hobbies or whatever like come from initially, the history of stuff. Um, I think you're right. I think philosophy at present is is used quite generally to refer to an outlook on life or what people use to reckon things, you know. Um, but in ancient Greece, words used to actually mean something. Um, philosophia was the ancient Greek word for love of wisdom. And then philosophy... Philosophia? I yeah. don't even know her. Sorry. Ah, this is my favourite joke. Resist. And that was a good one. That was a really good one. Um, Thank you. Philosophia, <laughs> I, I couldn't not. Philosophia, love of wisdom. And out of that comes philosophy, uh, which is basically an academic study involving the asking of questions and the attempt to answer them through structured logic. It's it's about the pursuit of truth through structured logic. Um, and one of the, the, the common ways to do this is you take uh, two or more premises and then from that derive a conclusion. For example, uh, snow is cold, is premise one. Premise two is I am standing in snow and the conclusion is therefore I am cold. Yeah, two premises equal a conclusion and that that is like the the process of philosophy is working something out logically and in ancient greece they um they sort of divided 
science and philosophy, and science was the study of things that are measurable and observational, uh, so physics, chemical reactions, that sort of thing, whilst philosophy looked at questions outside of what we can physically see. Um, is there a god? Why are we here? Who changed the Toblerones? That sort of thing. Um, <laughs> so kind of, as you said, like answering the unanswerable. Um, I mean, I, isn't the Toblerone... I'm pretty sure the Toblerone is a bit Brexity, isn't it? <laughs> it was definitely Brexity, feels, but... It feels Brexity. It's one of them things that feels Brexity. Um, there's separate schools of philosophy. This is quite interesting. There's metaphysics, which is all about the nature of reality, what is real. Epistemology, which is the nature and scope of knowledge. So how do we come to know things? What, what is knowledge? Ethics, which evaluates human conduct. I, I paused in the middle of conduct there. Uh, basically right versus wrong. And aesthetics, which is the, the... nature of beauty. Oh. Mm. I, I was just going to say the conduct is uh, where how prisoners escape. Yes. Through. They climb up into the conduct. Orchestral and... music. Oh. Shawshank their way out. You got to Shawshank it, buddy. I thought you were going to make like a conducting orchestra ah. pun. I just, that's just where I thought you were going to go. Um, the most difficult instrument to master: the stick. Everything. <laughs> I the dropped my everything. pen. I know. I heard. We all heard. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, with that in mind, what makes a philosopher was sort of my next question. So by the basis of, of, of what I've sort of said, and that, that kind of information comes from at least two YouTube videos and what I remember of philosophy from A-Level. <laughs> like, I don't, I watched two YouTube videos, one with a lot of views and one with not a lot of views, so I feel like I've really covered the whole gambit there. What you, makes a philosopher... You've gone through all the mathematical averages. Oh, yeah, 100%. So we, we were talking a bit about when we... Um, when we st when we started on this subject, uh, Ben, about what what a modern philosopher is, and we sort of thought, well, he's a comedian, a philosopher. Yes, um, yeah, we were talking about modern philosophers and whether they exist or not. There mm. is a, a relatively common thought process that um, comedians are uh, modern day philosophers, which some people I found during research. Very much disagree. Sure. But I feel that the reason that those people disagree are the reasons that we call them stand-up comics instead of philosophers. Right. These, if we go back to... I mean, ancient Greece is where you think of philosophers, really. Mm-hmm. At least that's where my mind goes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's always... You, you never know the entire life. You never know a huge amount about the, about the philosophers. It's always just a few little inspirational nuggets. Mm. Uh, I think, therefore, I am. Those sorts of little thought processes. Yeah. Modern day comics. They're not. They're not doing. They're doing their job to partly entertain. They're not doing it to necessarily make you think. Although you may think as a byproduct. Mm. Perhaps in five hundred years. We may think of Lee Evans as a great satirical thinker, and maybe another 500 years we could consider him a philosopher. Mm. Maybe not for his material about airplane toilets 
and how terrifying the suck function, the uh, the the sucking of the flush would be. Yeah. Perhaps for his song, Happy Go Lucky, mm. where where things come easily to this man, but he's still that doesn't mean that he's a happy person. Right. So you could go back and if you condense all of Lee Evans's life into the feeling behind that one song, it might come down to something along the lines of, well, he believed that just because things went well for you did not mean that you would be happy. It's it's interesting, isn't it? The, the thing about comedy is that you, um, when when you make a joke, you're not, there's intention behind what it is you're actually saying. There's subtext to whatever the joke is. So So you could make a funny joke about someone being mistreated and and the butt of the joke could be someone who who, who doesn't deserve to be mistreated but the, the point of the joke the subtext is isn't it bad how we treat one another and i think that's kind of possibly what you were alluding to that's the thing that stops them from being philosophers because they're not being direct with what they're saying they're they're sort of hiding it behind jokes they they, they don't want you to take the um the subtext away. That's not the bit you're there for. The entertaining bit is the joke built on that subtext. Um, sure. I mean, yeah, you're mainly it's... there to be entertained, not necessarily yeah. to. It's good if you can if you can make someone think. Yes. I mean the same same here. We're not necessarily pushing no. an agenda. Well, whatever you may. But there's little bits. Yeah. We started the show by saying, "Don't be a terrorist." Yeah, I think that's a, well, that's, that's a good hill to die on. That's that's a good takeaway. Yeah, but it's not necessarily why we're here. We would like yes. to make you giggle from time to time, as well as encouraging you to not. Hey, become... man! If we stop one terrorist, I'd call that a win. I think that's pretty good. Um, I think something. I think that the main thing about whether or not um, comedians are, are philosophers is they tend not to put forward any ideas that are like completely their own they put forward jokes that are their own that's the product they make but there's not often um individual thoughts or ways of thinking about the world that are unique to them it might as you said earlier sort of encourage you to look at things in a new way but not necessarily a brand new way uh globally speaking but one interesting parallel between philosophers and comedians is uh sort of the use of story and allegory like philosophers uh, we're going to talk about Plato's cave in a bit, which is, which is an allegory. Uh, it's a story built to say something else. Like, Plato's got a point to make, but he's telling you his point through a story. And comedians do the same thing. They have their subtext that they're trying to deliver, but they use story and allegory to deliver it. So that, I just thought that was an interesting parallel between um, between philosophers and comedians. And another thing, I guess, to bear in mind when people say, uh, you know, comedians are as close as we can get to philosophers, um, is the the sort of the um, the philosophical structure that I referred to earlier, the um, the premises followed by a conclusion. Comedians do that, and they they'll give you premises and they'll construct a logical conclusion from those premises. But the reason it's funny is because those premises are usually flawed in some way. So they're using the philosophical co- constructs, but they're making a um, a falsehood because it's it's a joke. It's not there to make you a better person. Yeah. It's there to make you laugh. Um, so it's 
Yeah, so they're still using the logical conclusion structure, but they're not truth seekers. And I've got, a l I want to talk about truth a little bit, because I think this is quite important. Um, and I'm going somewhere here. Bear with me. Okay, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you go, and then yeah. I've got to, yeah. And then, then, then I'll back and away. And then it's my like, turn. Yeah, then, then, then I'm done for like most of the podcast after this, to be honest. Um, uh -huh. It's hard to talk about modern philosophy in 2021 without talking about people like uh, Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, people like that. Because they, they definitely want to be seen as thought leaders. The problem is they're not philosophers, they're assholes. And they... <laughs> you with me so far? <laughs> you with me? <laughs> you good? It was the worst possible moment yeah, for me to take a awfully. sip of water. So, My they're not philosophers. Like, I need to... Wait, Think hmm. about who these people... Do I know these people? I should ask Liam before he gets too invested in this. Have a sip of what? They're arseholes. They're not important. <laughs> I'll get to that. I'll get to why. Um, they're not philosophers. They're okay. arseholes. They use very simple philosophical reasoning, the same way that comedians might do. The problem with them is that they use this philosophical reasoning to say things that are detrimental to society. And it's the same thing as with comedians. Their premises are flawed, but they're doing it to be evil rather than to make people laugh. So okay. I could say, for example, ice cream is a healthy treat and I like to be healthy. Therefore, I like ice cream. And that's a valid philosophical structure. And that's a logical conclusion to those premises. And it sounds good, but it's not true, is it? So, no, Ben Shapiro, I'm not going to debate you. Mm. Go on. Oh no, I was uh, about to say I, I could make an argument for ice cream being a healthy treat. Health, yeah, but healthy maybe not. I was about to say it fully depends on where you put the inflection. If it's a healthy treat, no. Yeah, I meant in the same way treat, like an apple is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not in, like yeah. an apple or a, or anything like that, but it could make you feel better, which would be a healthy thing. Yeah. You should not necessarily deny yourself every single pleasure because that is unhealthy. So ice cream could be a healthy treat, but it's yeah. not healthy for you No, in a physical, healthy, healthy way. I do love semantics. It's honestly one of my favourite things. Um, Again, that's pretty close to philosophy, I think. You can <laughs> say a lot of stuff. Just words. So, you know, no, no, this is what I meant. So when Ben Shapiro challenges you to a debate, you've got to say no, because you're not going to get a debate. You're going to get Ben Shapiro being an arsehole. People like uh, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, Katie Hopkins, Lawrence Fox, they all get away with this kind of arseholery because they hide under a thin blanket of eh, free speech. They are arseholes because it makes them money. They are selfish. They are arseholes. Life would be better if they all gathered under a cartoon anvil with the words, this is what you get for being an arsehole painted on the underneath, so they could read it and fully understand its meaning as they stood petrified, staring upwards at the anvil, knowing they wasted their pitiful little lives for several minutes as it plummets towards their fragile fucking skulls. And at the last possible moment, the clouds part and Abraham sticks his head out, Lincoln, obviously, and he reminds them that the most important thing about philosophy is truth. What they've been spending their stupid lives doing isn't pursuing truth, it's perverting it for financial gain, disregarding any effect they might have had on society. 
And that's not philosophy because words have meaning. They, they're just being arseholes. They're dull, stupid, arsehole brains freeze the dying moment, sending it into eternity while their bodies are crushed into a gross, meaty gazpacho. The silver lining, of course, is that these arseholes will not be remembered in 200 years' time. The only lasting reference to them will be a time capsule containing this episode of the Conversation App podcast, and the archaeologists of the future will say, wow, they sound like arseholes. I'm glad we have no idea who they are. Fuck you. I'm done. It's your, it's your show now, I can leave. <laughs> ben still has no idea who these four people are, do you? I know who Katie Hopkins is, so I've just applied yeah. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of my feelings towards Katie Hopkins onto those people. You've used I, logical I mean, reasoning to assume it's the same person, which it basically is. Wow. Mm. That, that came from somewhere, I didn't, and I respect it. I didn't know I was angry about that. I, Until literally I this the, morning. I got a feeling that you... I, I, I've picked up that you may well be a little pissed off. I feel ways about things. Just a little pissed off. Mm -hmm. So, um, is there space for philosophers in modern society? No. No. No, there's not. There's not. Uh, because why would, people, why would people be a philosopher in 2021? You'd do it to earn money because it'd be the job. But the cool thing about... Um, you're going to talk about Diogenes in a bit, so I'm not, I'm not going to like bogart your point, but the cool thing about Diogenes is whether he was wrong or right, he absolutely lived by his principles. He didn't do it for monetary gain because he, he didn't give a damn about money. Um, damn straight. I, I think it would be really impossible to be a philosopher at the moment because we live in this kind of uh, late capitalist structure where like, you can't sort of piss off and live on a mountain for a bit because you'll die. Um I mean, yeah. it's, it's a hell of a lot trickier than it used to be, I oh, yeah. gather. I, at least from I what I so. know about hermits and stuff from the past. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. A, a huge amount, I'll be honest with you. I did some research into togas, because <laughs> that's, that's tangentially related to philosophy, isn't it? Um, do you want to hear about togas? Togas, Ben. Togas. Togas. So... I I sort of picked togas as a bit of a joke, um, but I thought I thought it might be fun because what's more evocative uh, when you talk about philosophy and early democracy? Uh, what's more evocative than than an old Greek dude holding a bunch of scrolls and wearing a toga? Turns out anything you fucking idiot because togas aren't ancient Greek. Yeah, yeah, they were not wearing togas. Okay. They were wearing Color me something else. Um, togas are an ancient Roman... Jahodpas? Hmm? There's a slight delay. Were they delay. wearing jahodpas? Jod yeah, they were all wearing jodpas. And for some it's reason, jodpas. peaked hats as well. Um, farmers. I'm thinking of farmers again, aren't I? Um, you are. Togas are an ancient Roman invention. The Greeks wore something called an en enkikla? NK I'm gonna I'm gonna shove that in the chat. N key cla E N K Oh no, screwed up. E N K Y L mm. Damn it. This is dyslexic's worst nightmare. E N K Y K L A. Uh or N key clon for plural. E N K Y K L O N. In Kiklon for plural. Um, 
ancient Greeks wore something called an enkykla or enkyklon. They are different, and yes, it matters because words have meaning. Uh, the difference is the shape. Togas are semicircular cloth, and enkyklon are rectangular. Uh, they're both draped over the body in kind of the same way, and then sometimes like uh, fastened around the middle or something. As far as I can work out, the reason we think togas is what the ancient Greeks wore, the reason that I've never heard of the word enkyklon before this morning, um, Romans placed a lot of importance on the style and the type of toga that you wore. There was, uh, they had rims around the toga that were coloured and that could indicate a person's uh, age or social status, whereas the Enkiklon, Enkiklon, Enkikla, whatever, they were just clothes. There was no value placed on them. It's just what you wore to not be gross and naked the whole time. Um, so I guess because the Romans put so much value on togas, that's why we have that word still in circulation uh, in contemporary discourse. Including non in onicons. Whereas, yeah, the Greeks didn't care about their clothes, so we just lost that word. Um, so, uh, togas, togas, I learned a thing about togas. Rock and roll. Uh, we, we did also um, research a couple uh, philosophers. We, we deliberately wanted to find philosophers that had a big impact in, in contemporary thought who also did real dumb stuff, um, which, which is what we, we yeah. normally tend to and do. We normally make a point and then undermine it massively. That's sort of our whole vibe. I, I'm going to talk at you for a bit about Jean-Paul Sartre. Hard to spell, hard to look at, ugly man. Um, he was French. Aww. He was, no, truly. That's not nice. Google Sartre. Um, he was French. He was born in 1905, and Sartre uh, studied and pondered existentialism uh, and he published his famous work Being and Nothingness in 1945 uh, it's famous because people didn't have a damn clue what it was about oh boy they read it and they were like this is very well put together what does it mean and that's why he was famous here's uh, a few of the building blocks um, about what, what, uh, what Sartre believed uh, Sartre believed in absurdity uh, the world is weird. The world is, in fact, weirder than you think it is. When you start to think about the building blocks of very basic everyday activities, they're actually pretty weird if you think about it. Like, um, oh, having a, having sandwiches and coffee with your mum, if you think about it for long enough, is there's this person, right, and you fell out of her, and over time you've grown to be about the same size, and someone somewhere has cut up a cow real thin put it in between two bits of yeast, and you have given them money. It's not actual money, because it's just paper that represents theoretical gold. And then you're going to put that inside of your body. You're going to macerate it with your mouth, and then you're going to poop it out in a bit, and you need to do that again the next day. And if you don't call your mum on the but weekend, she gets angry at you, even though all you've ever reasonably done is fall out of her. Um, of course, if you frame anything like that, it is weird. But that's sort of his point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you if you focus closely enough on anything, it's weird. But that that's very much what he believes in. This is why I think that children like don't like going to sleep, right? Because you're saying you're saying to a child, go to sleep. Probably because you're sick of dealing with the child. Mm -hmm. Go to sleep. It's bedtime. Bedtime. Children don't see it like that. No. It's just go, lay down in the dark, 
for hours and stay alone. There. Especially children who are famous stay for running there. around and causing a mess. Don't They've leave. got to stay in one place yeah. for a bit. Not on. Not on. And if they get out and, and go, no, back into, back into you, the you're darkness. You're a bad person. You got out of bed. Can't be having that. Um, and yeah, so he, he's onto something there. The world is pretty weird. The more you think about it, the weirder it gets. Uh, another thing that's quite important to Sartre is freedom. Humans don't know what they're doing because they're weird, I guess. Nope. Um, you, yep. you don't need to get a job. You don't need to go to school. You don't need to have brunch with the girls uh, because those things, they're all made up. They're, they're, they're farcical. We, we've just invented them for no reason and now you have to call your mum on the weekend. You're free to do whatever. Definitely it doesn't true of brunch. Yeah, exactly, especially brunch. Sartre wants people to live freely and open their eyes to the possibilities beyond what should be. Uh, he says that doing otherwise is living in bad faith. I think there's an example he gives, I think, of a, a waiter who who's so in who's so into the idea of being a waiter that he's wearing a waiter's clothes and he's waiting on people and he's rigid and he's asking people if the food's okay and he, he's acting like a waiter rather than acting like a human being. He could he could just like jump up on a table, get his dick out and try to fly. He doesn't because he's a waiter, but maybe he should because he's a person and there's infinite possibilities. We can do anything. Um, but he went I mean, to waiting it, school and it, he, he needs to go call his mum, so... There are, I mean, don't Google this now, Google it later, but there are records of people in restaurants jumping on the table and cutting their dicks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, don't Google that before you go to bed. Google that, Google that first thing or, in the morning. Or don't Google it, maybe not first thing in the morning, not if you're having, you know, full English breakfast with sausages. I think it's better to ruin the entire day than risk that appearing in your brain at night. Lastly, <laughs> for Sartre, we are free. <laughs> You good? I'd rather have it ruin a day, to be honest. Then Better fuck up your conscience mind for 12 hours yeah. than, you know, risk dreaming of flying my, dicks. I don't want to know what my unconscious brain could do with that, because my unconscious brain has taken, hey Liam, you're at a happy place in your life, and it's fucked that up, so imagine what it could do with some awful shit. I don't want to give it the chance, you know? I, th I, think, it, I think it tries to turn it into comedy, Liam. Ah, damn it. Lastly for Sartre... We are free to dismantle capitalism. I'm with him so far. Uh, money is a thing. Money is the thing that makes us think we're not free. We can't go over there because we don't have the money to go over there. So if we just disregard capitalism, we can do whatever we want. Oh, I can't, I can't go to this uh, posh shindig because I don't have the right shoes. Well, number one, yes, you can. Number two, money isn't real. Just steal the shoes because it doesn't matter. We're free. <laughs> Fuck it. It's like, again, and this is, um, it's a very YOLO, very fuck it kind of mentality. I quite like it. So I, I'm, broadly speaking, I'm with him so far. Sartre took so many drugs that for several days he thought crabs were chasing him. He also had a series of mistresses, one of which he was so fond of that he adopted her as his daughter. He loved fucking this woman so much that he was like, you know what would better represent our relationship? Me being your adopted father. I mean, it's better than the other way around. Certainly. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right there. I mean, it's, it's still not great. It's still not it's great. It's still weird. Now, I, knowing that uh, pronunciation is difficult, actually... <laughs> contacted a friend of a friend who, who's a, a Greek lady called Katerina. Mm -hmm. 
my philosopher is... Turn the volume of my phone down. Hang on. Diogenes. Diogenes. It's Diogenes. It's Diogenes, but he's Greek and the Greek person said... Yeah, we're not Greek. But I'm going to... We speak a different language. No, I'm going to say Diogenes. I'm going to say Diogenes from now on, but I wanted it to be pronounced right at least once. Yeah. So now I am fully aware that I'm saying it in a bastardised English manner. He's dead. He's not going to okay. come at you. It's fine. Don't worry about it. He's he's well dead. He's so dead. Uh, he was uh, born either in uh, 412 or 404 year not found BC. Nice. Yeah. Uh, in what would be modern day Turkey. He's one of the first cynics, and I think that he is possibly the creator of SAS. <laughs> because, as far as I'm aware, how did we say his name was? Dionysus? Diogenes. Diogenes. Sorry. It's like the it easiest name. I've got fucking Sartre yeah, and Nietzsche, and you're struggling with Diogenes. I swear to God. Okay, I've heard of Nietzsche. Yeah. Not heard of Diogenes until within the last week when I was researching this. It's like you didn't study philosophy. I didn't, for reasons that we discussed earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like Diogenes is... He feels like my spirit animal, to Mm -hmm. be honest. He feels like if I were playing Dungeons and Dragons and put everything on charisma and just wandered about doing whatever the fuck I wanted... Diogenes would be the dude that you uh, became. Mm. He slept in in a jug. He just hung out. While, whilst I was talking about uh, this with my friend and and by extension their Greek friend, <laughs> they just oh yeah, he was peculiar. He lived like a be- a beggar in a big ceramic pot and ate lentils. He was a cynic, invented zero fucks given. Yeah, he. Uh, Travelled to Athens, where he hung out the most with a young slave named Mains. Uh, his slave escaped, as again discussed earlier in the stream. Slavery bad. Diogenes, not giving a shit, said, "If Mains can live without Diogenes, why not Diogenes without Mains?" Which is not true. Is that not true? What yeah. do you mean not true? He's got a point. He's not wrong. Yeah. He was a pupil of Socrates. He asked Socrates to uh, to mentor him. Uh, he he despised Plato. Mm-hmm. He you know he hung out with good proper thinkers. He wasn't just a weirdo. He must have had some good stuff going on in his brain. Whilst just taking the piss out of Plato, this is where I think the sass and the zero fucks given came from. He considered Plato to be a phony. He would go to Plato's lectures or his, to, yeah to his lectures uh, where Plato was giving his teachings. He would bring food to try and distract the listeners. He would <laughs> publicly masturbate and would even go and take a shit on Plato's chair. <laughs> Why? Just to fuck with people. He met Alexander the Great. I believe at the time, probably the most powerful man in the known world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he can't. Uh, there's the uh, Alexander wept for there were no more lands to conquer. And knowing the size of the world now, he didn't conquer a huge amount, but he conquered a hell of a lot more yeah. than me. Oh, certainly. I've got. I live in a shared house. Yeah. 
but we're, flat, li we're living in late stage capitalism. That's not our fault. He didn't have to. He didn't have to have money. <laughs> he just did stuff. That's true. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, uh, Diogenes was captured by pirates and sold uh, in Crete to a Corinthian by the name Xeniades. Yeah, I can believe I've that. not sent that to Liam. I've not asked a Greek person <laughs> how you pronounce that, so it's the only time I'm going to say it. Yeah. And then weirdly enough, as I have rehearsals for Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat tomorrow, it was kind of a Joseph sort of story. Uh, uh, Diogenes just sort of showed that he was... He, he didn't know any trade. He said that he didn't. he knew no trade but the governing of men. Hmm. Um, and dis and demanded to be sold to a man who needed a master. Sass. So he's greatly appreciated for his wit and his spirit. Mm. So started tutoring his master's sons. Sort of like rose through the the ranks of the house. And Alexander the Great, whilst visiting Crete, visited Diogenes and asked if there was anything that Alexander could do for him. Um, Diogenes said, yes, move out of my light. <clears throat> Told the most powerful man <laughs> in all of knowledge, you just fuck off, fuck off out of my son, please. As a response, Alexander declared, if I were not Alexander the Great, then I should wish to be Diogenes. To which Diogenes responded, if I were not Diogenes, I too should wish to be Diogenes. <laughs> Do you know how Diogenes I died? I, that was going to be my very next thing. These are my. This is my interesting bit because there's a few accounts. Yes. Um, as far as I'm aware, no one's a hundred percent sure. No. But the uh, the, uh, the the bits, the, the three examples that I have found, and these are my favourite ones. They, it could be some claim that he's, uh, well, he was bitten by a dog, mm -hmm. and got sick and died from that. Uh, some say that he died from eating a raw octopus. I don't feel like he would have done that sushi style. No. I had an image of him just ramming a full live octopus into yeah. his face because... Pff, yeah. Fucking why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and my favourite one, and I really... I, it may not be true because of how the human body works, but I really hope it is. Um... Some of his compatriots alleged that he held his breath until he died. Yep. And I, again, I have this image of him just stubbornly... Yeah, he just needed to win. Until just passes out, and even then, unconsciously, just raising a middle finger... Yep. ...expires. Yeah. He said that when he died that he... Uh, someone asked how he wanted to be treated after he died, and he just said, "Chuck me outside the walls for the animals." Yeah, he's um, the thing I like about Diogenes. His his whole sort of guiding principle was like the uh, the measure of a person should be in their in their actions rather than um, in, in their material worth or their their, their standing in society. Yeah, he and he and he totally said, he, he, he lived, lived as that's a beggar in like a, a pot. Yeah, exactly. That's why he lived like that. Um, which is, you know, rare, I guess. <laughs> Good the, um, stuff. Uh, there's two things that I wanted to say. He, again, challenging thought processes, 
something that I would consider philosophy. He used to wander around in the daytime with a lantern going through the streets saying that he was looking for an honest man. Yeah. And there's just a quote from a website that I was using to, to study him uh, <laughs> that I really love. Which, he would do things that would leave people in awe, trying to figure out how his mind actually worked. <laughs> and from the things that I've been able to find out, I don't think anyone no. knows. No, probably and not. And for that, and yeah, challenging how people think. I, I really like him. People are probably going to come at me and just say, oh yeah, he was an absolute piece of shit and he was a wank stain on the face of history. I mean, but from philosophers what I know, kind at of are. this moment, I like him. Yeah. I mean, all, all philosophers are a little bit like that. You've got to be quite self-involved to think that your life is important enough to not work at Tesco's. Speaking of not work. Speaking just of to... not uh, working at Tesco's, what do you know about <laughs> Nietzsche? Nietzsche was born in 1844, wanted to bang his sister. Um, <laughs> born in 1844 in Germany, West Germany, if that makes a difference. He invented nihilism, which, uh, as a recovering metalhead, let me tell you, is all about the uh, meaningless, meaninglessness of life. Yep. Sartre taught um, people should own up to envy. envy. Envy isn't a bad thing. Envy is an indicator of what you as a person could become. We should fight to, to be what we want to be. Even if we don't get there, fighting hard and, and trying real hard is what makes us supermen. Uh, Christianity bad. Uh, Christianity teaches that envy is bad. If ambition is a sin, then you're going to be weak and flimsy, right? Why do you want to be weak and flimsy? What's the point in that? Uh, he also thought that Christianity was essentially built to justify people's weaknesses. So if anyone wasn't good at shagging, um, they would turn it into a positive thing. They would be pure. Weakness would be spun into goodness. Submissiveness became obedience. Not being able to take revenge on enemies became forgiveness. So he basically believed that Christianity was a whole big pile of nonsense. Like, if you were a Christian, you weren't going to be a strong, good person. You know, I, I, see, I see the logic I, I'm, there. I'm, I'm, I'm following you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to agree just yet because I feel that there's a but and I'm not sure if that's necessarily the right way of thinking about forgiveness and well, empathy sure. and stuff. Well, uh, sure. Prepare to be fully put off of Nietzsche. Um, Nietzsche was teetotal. He believed that alcohol reduced pain. Boo! Quite. Alcohol reduces it pain. It does. That's the whole point. Yeah. But if you reduce pain, it means you're not going to improve your life. So the same deal as Christianity, alcohol is there to make you feel better about being a little piss baby. Whereas actually you should Coping not be a little piss baby. Sure. Um, instead of religion, oh, we I should fill that. our lives with art, music, theatre, literature. But he didn't like the way that universities approached and taught culture. He thought that culture shouldn't be studied in an academic way. He preferred the way that Greek theatre taught morality and life lessons through allegory and art go on i have a feeling where this is the this is the bit where it's taking a real turn isn't it no I, well in terms of his belief systems we're done 
that that's the end of his belief systems. But yes, we, we are entering the uh, the final act where it goes a bit wrong. Um, Hitler. Yeah. There it is. And there it is. <laughs> Hitler. Actual. Hitler. I was like, I, I sort of. I said the Hitler. Coming from, but there's, there's a Hitler there's coming. Be a big bit, and then just Hitler. There, there it is. Uh, Hitler took on a lot of Nietzsche's principles and, and sort of used that to guide um, Nazi thought. Uh, countries needing strong leadership, yeah, into it. But they they sort of glossed over the fact that Nietzsche himself was staunchly anti-racist and anti-nationalist. So he did that thing that all dickweeds do, where you sort of pick and choose at what little bits of philosophy you want to you wanna live by. Nietzsche saw a man punch a horse and he went mad. What, the horse or the man or Nietzsche? Uh, we didn't get a quote from the horse, but Nietzsche certainly did. Um, he went mad for 11 years and then died. Um, his, his family was so annoyed with him that they just stuck him in an asylum and were like, you fucking deal with him. And whilst he was mad, he thought himself to be ultimately Jesus, Napoleon and Buddha, which implies that those three people are the same person. Sorry, those four people were all the same person. Might be the same height. Could be the same height. We don't know. Uh, Nietzsche. Da, 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 da. He saw a man punch <laughs> a horse and that drove him insane. He. My God, can you imagine if he played Dead, Red Dead Redemption? He, there was a like a carriage or something, and the driver kept like beating the horse to make it go, and the horse was just stood there like. Mm. And he then was Nietzsche ran to the horse, like giving him a big wank. <laughs> He was just like whipping him or beating him or something and the horse wasn't moving. So Nietzsche saw that. He, he ran up and hugged the horse and was like, I know how you feel, buddy. And then he went wow. mad for 11 years and died in an asylum. Um, I feel like if he ran up and was hugging a horse, he might have gone a bit before yeah. that. I mean, he, this um, was before hippies and Extinction Rebellion and that but sort that, of stuff. But this Don't was get the me thing wrong. that... Hug a horse. Don't hit yeah. the horses. No. That's mean. That it apparently just like sent him into a spiral. It like triggered something in him, and then okay. he just went, and he was not the same. Um, All right. And because he like he was really antagonistic towards his family, they didn't want to deal with him, so they just shoved him in an asylum until he died. Um, yeah. Nietzsche. That's kind of sad. Um, I we were talking earlier about. Um, philosophy in the modern day and, and, and whether we need to update um, sort of established classic uh, philosophical allegory or philosophical ideas. Uh, did you have a thing for this one? I mean, I've updated a... Uh, I've updated one, but it, it's really quite depressing. <laughs> Go on, let's have it. So it, it's sort of... Um, it's a, it's a play on a classic, yeah, um, and also a criticism of of uh, modern day society. Yeah, uh, cogito ergum sum. Oh yeah, which is which which is Latin for uh, I think therefore I am. Uh, Rene Descartes. 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 Thank you. Um, yeah. Showing, uh, meaning that the only thing that we can prove in our reality, the only thing that we can be 100% certain of, is the fact that we exist. 
if we are capable of thinking, yeah. do I exist? Then we know that we must do because we are self-aware. Everything else is up for interpretation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's a chance that I'm just a little brain in a jar somewhere, and I'm just Matrix. imagining all this. Or it's that the I'm a dream. It's a make. Yeah, it's the Matrix. Yeah. Um. So I I I made this into I I changed it to um, you like, therefore I am. Meaning that the modern day oh, of thinking shit. for social media and such stuff like that. It's more like I must take a picture of this and share it online, otherwise it didn't happen. Right, and yeah, yeah. And if I, if I don't do that, and people... If I don't do that, then no one will see that I have not done that I have done this, and therefore it won't have any meaning. And if people don't like that, then people haven't seen it, so I am not validated, so I feel that I do not exist. You're, you're on the verge of stumbling into uh, boomer humour there. <laughs> but, like... Oh, no, I, I don't I'm, disagree I'm, with you. I I'm, think I'm there's... not saying this to try and be funny. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate that. Um, no, I, I think... I'm advocating turning off notifications and putting your fucking phone down. It's, it's all about validation, isn't it? The reason we do things like that is because we want to be noticed. Because as a generation, uh, millennials especially were brought up to believe you can be anything, you can do anything you want. But now we're all in our 30s, sort of trying to do what we want and the world is telling us why aren't the shelves stacked and we're like because you, risk to of sounding you told like me to be a Durden. fucking nurse so you told right. me i could be a podcaster you said that was a valid thing to do so rather than complaining like okay i need some of my peers to like my cat photo to make me feel a little yeah. better like that's the thing we should at be the, tackling. At the risk of sounding like tyler durton uh, we are all realizing that we are not going to be uh, rock stars and supermodels and people are getting a little pissed off. Yeah, We're not going the fight club route. People are getting pissed off but they're also getting desperate and posting pictures of their sandwiches every single day yeah. because they seek validation through that medium, which you shouldn't. Yes. You shouldn't necessarily seek validation for that. Be validated. Find people who make you feel that way but not at the sake of your own sanity. Yes. Yeah, you I should think, not obsess over people liking something that you put on a social media platform that may well disappear within the next two that's, to three weeks. That's the other thing. You don't own any of it. It's it's all very fleeting, kind of by design. Yeah, I I I, I basically I, I like your twist on it. I think there's something in that. Um, it so is I'm, a little I'm, bit. I'm putting that in, but you're you're meant to think the the other way. Yes. So yeah, yeah. you like, therefore I am, but you should take that and think, oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid. I see it's not the way done. to think. The, the philosophy that I updated is, is called Plato's Cave. Plato's Cave is a, um, an allegory that I, I'm not going to say, I definitely studied it. I didn't learn it at sixth form because it didn't make a damn bit of sense at the time. The, th the thing about the... Um, the early philosopher, actually a lot of philosophical texts, is that they're not straightforward with what they want you to think. They, they, they cover it in allegory and story, and then you're supposed to discern the meaning from that. Fucking hard. What you need is a post-it saying, he means this, 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 and that. Okay, I'll read the poem now. Great, now that I know what he's actually saying. So I've, I've updated Plato's Cave in a way that I think makes, makes it a little more accessible, kind of makes a little more sense. 
Uh, and it's essentially an allegory to explain the nature of truth and reality. Uh, the original Plato's Cave was part of Plato's Republic, which um, you can buy, I suppose. Um, it's kind of what Inception and I think The Matrix are based on, sort of. Um, and it's it's to do with levels of reality and things with it inside of things. So, Ben, what I'd like you to do is imagine you're wearing a VR headset. You've worn one of those before, right? Wait, wait. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So you're wearing, you're wearing a VR headset. You can you can walk around a 3D environment. You can interact with things. There's an apple. You can pick it up. There's a little bit of lag there. So the the apple is sort of following behind your hand ever so slightly, but you you have picked up that apple. There's some friends here as well. Um, you, you can sort of wave at them. There's a few dropped frames, but you can you can make out oh. that Tony's doing a little dance. Very funny. Oh, it's Tony. He's doing a little dance. I hear your chocolate may or may not have sleeves. Ah. Um, occasionally your friends will bug out and sometimes the apple will disappear and then pop back in. You've worn the headset for so long that's just how things are. This is normal to you. you, you you've, um, you've compensated for the delay in the apple and you just move your hand slower now. One day you trip over the cord and the VR headset falls oh. off. Oh no. Oh no. And you open your eyes and you experience life as it really is. Everything is smooth. It's much better oh. than 4K. You're aware of Ooh. smells again. There's, there's no bugs. You don't feel seasick all the time. It's much Ooh. better. Oh, oh, it is better. And you, you plug your headset back in, you pop in there and you tell Tony and your friends, man, it is much better out there. Do you want to go down the pub? Tony, Tony, stop, put the chocolate down. Let's go to the boozer. We'll have a baby Guinness. And Tony and his mates are all like, what are you on about? This is... We're in, this this is it. This this is all there is. There's nothing outside of this. We can go to the Ooh. pub in here. What I'm getting at is, what if we're right now all of the time wearing a VR headset? So even even though I, I'm looking around, there's no lag. It, it's at least 5k. Um, but it, if I tripped over the cord. I would experience life as it actually is on a higher plane of existence, at least 6K and uh, e even fewer <laughs> dropped frames. And that, that higher plane would be what's actually real. And I would be aware, oh, what I had before is, is not as nice. It's not as beautiful. It's not as true. That's Plato's headset. And it's, it's all to do with what's real. What plane are we living on? Um, the original Plato's cave was to do with prisoners prisoners trapped in a cave and mm -hmm. behind them is a fireplace and someone for fucking no reason is passing objects in front of this fire and the prisoners are seeing these things, these silhouettes of things, uh, sorry, these shadows of things mm -hmm. passed over the fire and they're seeing them on the wall. So like, oh, that's what a horse is. That's a horse. It's the shape of a horse. Oh, that's a... Uh, that's a book, that's a pen, that's... Uh, like shadow puppets, but... Exactly like shadow puppets. But the thing is, they, that's what they believe to be real. And one day, one of, the, one of these dudes realises, oh, I'm actually not chained down anymore, that's weird. And he pisses off outside. 
and he experiences everything in 3D. He sees an actual horse. Um, he goes on OnlyFans for a few minutes. He has a great time. Um, and he goes back into the cave. <laughs> a few and minutes is all him... it takes once you've been in a cave. Exactly. And he, um, he goes back into the cave and he tells the mates, yo, it's way better out there. And they're like, what are you on about? You madman. This is real. Don't know what you're saying. So that, but like when you're trying to read that and it's several chapters long and, and, it, and it's really sunny outside and you just want to go get drunk with your friends because you're 17, like it, it's way harder to focus. And I wish someone had just, although in fairness, when I was at Sigform, we didn't have VR headsets. So that would have been no good for me back then. But um, there you go. Plato's VR headset. That's my gift to you. Ta, ta, thank you, thank you. Very, very well thought out. Very well thank you. demonstrated. Do you do you have a plug to make, Ben? Uh, I do have a plug. It's not the plug that I was originally going to discuss. Okay. I was very happy this week. Mm -hmm. uh, new season of Bake Off is on. Another mm -hmm. good cooking thing. Um, new season of Taskmaster has started, and. New episodes of Final Space is yep. on UK Netflix and I assume on other uh, countries' Netflixes. But I found out that it's um, it's been cancelled. Final Space season three. Season three is the final season of Final Space. Yeah. Uh, that TBS are making. Yep. And I've not watched the video uh, from the creator because I found out while I was at work and it's eight minutes long and I didn't want to be sad because apparently it's a very emotional video. I will go and watch it, possibly after the season I've finished season three. But um, my plug is going to be Final Space. Good. What I would like everyone who sees this video to do, and encourage your friends to do so also, so, watch Final Space. It's a great series. It's daft, it's funny, it's a bit stupid, but then there's moments of real heartfelt... You know, you think, oh, I'm not going to care about these characters, this is just a bit... And then you're sort of on the edge of your seat going, oh no, wait, hang on, ah, watch it. Give it a thumbs up. Do what I've done. Start watching it on your friend's Netflix account. Like it on there. And every single Netflix account that you can possibly do, give it a thumbs up. What I want to happen is what happened when Brooklyn Nine-Nine got cancelled. That was cancelled and within like three hours or something stupid like that, it got picked up by another network. I want people to go, like it, watch it, thumbs up, talk about it, everything. I want Netflix to pick up Final Space, and I want more episodes, and I want more to happen. Let's do it. I like Final Please. Space. I like Final Space it's... a lot. Um, I, differently, I'm quite happy for it to end. <laughs> to be really controversial. Because it, it's good, it, it's ending. a complete thing. I wouldn't mind it ending, but it needs... I, I've not finished season three, but by the sounds of... From, from the news that I've got, it doesn't sound like it finished okay it's been Th that's a different it doesn't situation have an end yeah even if it's just one more season or a movie yeah hopefully it deserves an ending yeah 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 um, i'm with you there i would love it to have an ending and i'm sure so many other people would yeah and you go out watch it and i'm sure you will as well yeah. give it a thumbs up share it all that stuff i'm with you there Final if, space. 
I, I, I like it when things actually end, but if they haven't tied a bow on like the central story, that's not, that's not a great ending. Uh, Cosmic Cushy Cushy, how's it going, my man? My, my plug is, is sort of related to what we've been talking about today. Uh, I, I'd like to, they don't need my plug, but they're getting it anyway. Uh, <laughs> YouTube channel Philosophy Tube. Philosophy Tube is great. The, the interesting thing about Philosophy Tube is it's, it's not necessarily a, about philosophy by itself. Philosophy Tube. Ta-da. The Conversation Hat Podcast. Yeah, th there's, there's heckin' news. We've done a thing. The good news is about us for today. Um, so we didn't go and, and research what lonely squirrels set up a, a Love Island show by themselves. We haven't, we haven't done that today. There's good animal fair, news al already. I, oh, did you already? To be fair, I, I did. Okay. But I forgot that this was the good news. I right. thought it was going to be a separate thing. But hey, I'll keep it for next time. Yeah, just, just saved Mine you a job. Mine was about rhinos. Oh, have they set up their own version of Love Island or something? Shut up! I'll tell you <laughs> next month. As you may know, if you are listeners to the podcast podcast, and I'm sure you are if you're listening to this, if you're not, you're just watching the live stream, in which case you may not know that... Um, what is knowledge? We, what is love, baby? Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. That's a song, which is interesting ah. because we write songs. We do. We, uh, we use them in the podcast. We write songs and we record songs. You That's can't stop me writing songs. That's my whole the thing. The reason we made the podcast was to um, uh, to have a platform to put our comedy sketches and some of our funny, funny songs yeah, out there true. into the world. Yeah. And what our lovely, I guess, I guess what the Patreons have helped us do, as well as people who watch and listen and all that shit, um, have enabled us to put together a little album. Of some of those songs. Some of those songs, some original, some we have uh, given a bit of spit and polish to. Some we've redone, made them all fancy. Some some may even be a little taste of something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a way you can find out that. You can, there's a way you can find out if there's anything new on there. Liam, tell them about that while I light up a cigarette like a I... cool dude. So we are in... Let me see. In a couple of weeks, we're gonna we're gonna release the the, the track list uh, on the seventh of October. We're gonna put that out on Twitter and all the usual places, so you'll be able to look through and see what tracks you recognise. Um, if you recognise the track name, having heard it on the podcast, it will be a new version of that song. I don't think there's anything in there that is as you have already heard it, and there's some completely new stuff as well. Um, and when I say new versions, some of them have gained like an entire extra verse and chorus. Some of them are just better recordings. It's We're calling it a mixtape rather than an album because it exists in terms of duration kind of between an EP and an album. So we're just calling it a mixtape because we're, we're not, we're, we're not um, restricted by your We've only got a cassette recorder. Format. Yeah, we've only got a cassette recorder. Um, oh, actually, that reminds me. So one of our patrons asked if there would be a cassette release. I said no, but genuinely, if you if you have a spare cassette and you post it to us, I will do a cassette master and send it back to you. That's that's my promise to you. Wow. Like I'm not I'm not going to go out of my way, but if you happen if you go through the effort of sending me a cassette and ideally with a, a return stamped envelope, I will send you it back with songs on. Um, we will happily promise. tape over your old top forty from 1996. 
I may even record like a bespoke message that only you will receive. Um, I record That's it an backwards. exciting thing. That is an Let's exciting thing. Let's put that idea, in somewhere. It? Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, the mixtape comes out on a month from today, just short of a month today, the 24th of October, which is the next live stream date as well. So as well as doing a, a spoopy Halloween themed live stream, we're also going to talk a heck load about this new music. I've got two things to show you. I need to try and remember, where's the button? There it is. Okay. It's it's on the thing. There, there's a button which goes to my full screen, but my full screen is Ben's face. So I'm going to try and put this thing full screen whilst also I'll probably replacing disappear. Ben's face. Bam. Nailed it. It's the artwork, baby. Look at that. Look at that shit. Look at us. Look at Look us. At it's, it's got There's me. There's hat and everything. Is me. Is Ben. There's me. It's, it's the hat and Look it's coming it. to get us. Look at little cartoon us. I love the artwork, man. Um, it's coming to get if, us. It's coming to get you. It's coming to get you in your ears with all our musical shit. <laughs> with all of our shit. If you're on Twitter or Instagram, please do look up uh, Voratoni. I'm, I'm really pleased with the work they've done for us there. Yeah, uh, shout good out. Good work, buddy. Um, Bosh, that's that. There is, I'm going to put it in the chat now, a pre-save link. The pre-save link, a very powerful tool. Uh, if you click on it, you'll go to a... Um, <laughs> you're laughing at the word tool, aren't you? Um, <laughs> just, just the way you said it. Thank you. Powerful um, tool. Powerful tool. Um, if you go to this show.co link, uh, it's a, a website that will, you'll press a couple buttons and when the, uh, the mixtape is released, it will be on your Spotify home screen. You will have already followed it. You will have already followed the conversation hat as an artist on Spotify. It's done all of those buttons for you. If you How just, easy is that? I know. You just you press a couple of buttons. You um, you I think you either link Spotify or you sign into Spotify. Um, yeah, it's great. Saves you a whole bunch of work. And if you do that, it works best for us because when when you release something, especially to Spotify, it's the first couple of days how many listeners you get in the first couple of days that impact how many more people show data don't, numbers algorithms. Don't, don't don't explain that. It's it's not for us. It's for you. Can I? Can I, can I, you know, something really dumb, something really dumb that excites me. Um, this is going out to all digital platforms. You know what is a digital platform that shouldn't be a digital music platform? Um, Tinder. TikTok. It, the tracks are going out to TikTok. So if you oh, want to choreograph, if you want to choreograph a dumb little <gasps> dance routine. Yeah. yeah. Do little dance it. Oh, oh, and if you, and I think if we get enough of them, I think we should pick like the best ones. And I'm putting Liam in for this as well. We will recreate them. Oh hell's yeah, hundred percent. We'll recreate them. We'll 100%. do I don't know TikTok. We'll stitch it. We'll put you in the thing, and we'll be like bang, bang. There it goes. Um, so that's we'll the pre-save link. We'll do, we'll you make a dance, and we'll do the dance. Uh, click the heckin' button. Get that on your get that on your Spotify pre-save, um, and in a month from today, just short of a month from today, October twenty fourth, there will be music on on Spotify for you. If you don't happen to use Spotify, it's all good. It's going to go out to Amazon, Apple Music, Deezer, 
um, YouTube music, all, all the places, all the places you Not want Tinder. music, it will be. Not, I don't know if Tinder is technically a music platform. I'm going to assume not. Um, I mean, we could make a Tinder for TikTok. the album. That sounds, on the face of it, a bad idea that weirdly I'm into. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so we'll that, that's the big heckin' news. There is an Honey, album what's Tinder doing on your phone? Uh, it's uh, just uh, work. for music. Doing work. I, I get it for the articles. <laughs> I, I'm there for the, the fucking of uh, strangers. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, make friends. Uh, uh, make friends with uh, genitals. Uh, I mean, uh, fuck. Uh. <laughs> Honesty is important, man. Um, ben, you got anything else to say to the lovelies? Oh, thanks for listening. Cheers. Thanks for joining us and listening to our inane babble about <laughs> arguably inane babble. It's philosophy, isn't it? Is what you make we... of it. We babbled so hard. If you didn't enjoy this, it's your fault for not understanding it. If we babbled so hard, you would have um, thought we were a brook. Uh, Babbling brook. Lovely. Babbly brook. Ben, where are you online? Where can people find I you? I am on Instagram. Spike Pearson. P-I-E-R-S-O-N. You can see pictures of my life, which is pretty much my what Instagram life. is. Yeah, that's true. I am at LT Guitarist and all the things. Uh, I hang out most of the time on Twitter. That's where I that's where I thrive. Uh, the conversation at is at Convo Hat Podcast on Instagram, uh, Twitter, all the usual places. We do these monthly live streams going out to Twitch and YouTube. Uh, these t- are turned into episodes about a week from now. So if you're listening to this as an episode in three weeks, there'll be another live stream. In fact, in three weeks, a week from now, there'll be an album as well, which is um, exciting. Uh, Come hang out on the Discord. The Discord is a cool place to be. There's links all over the Twitter. You can find that. If you make stuff, we want to see the stuff you make. Sincerely. And lastly, we'd like to thank our Patreon Pod Baby supporters who've helped us develop the show over the years. It's because of the Patreon, it's because of the patronage that we're able to release a mixtape. And we'll probably be able to do so again in the future. Um we had, we've I mean, possibly it'd be quite made a mis- sad if we release Mixtape 1. Yeah, it's called Mixtape Volume 1, so I think it's very important there's more than one. And it, yeah, it, it's happened be- because of, of uh, patronage of, of supporters like you. And um, yeah. We're, we're we love you and appreciate you. And it's we pretty rad. Genuinely, thank you. Um, we've also got some really good recorded episodes coming up. I'm not going to reveal guests just yet because I'm cursed and when I say who's on the podcast, we're going to lose the episode, aren't we? So I'm just going to keep it under wraps yeah, for a little the, bit. Yeah, the entire hard drive might get corrupted and we lose so, so much work. Uh, Liam, answer me this question. Uh, okay. What is your favourite Pokemon? Uh, Cubone. Okay, now make it sexy. Uh, Cubone in a thong. I mean, you, you picked a pretty good one with Cubone. Sexy one, I know he is. Bye. Love it all. Bye.